All right, all right, all right. What's up, what's up, and welcome to the Weekenders. This is the show where we talk about the biggest six football games of the weekend, both college and pro football. Um, this week, I'm not even going to lie to you guys, man. The NFL slate is absolutely horrendous this week. A lot of one-sided games. A lot of, you know, games that, you know, quite frankly, I would will not be – uh, necessarily uh, tuned into, <laughs> so this will be a uh, college, more college focused show. Not too much, though. I mean, we did we did find two good NFL games to talk about, but um, we're gonna do be, be doing more college today than NFL just for just for you know the listeners out there. Uh, just letting you guys know, but let's get into it. Um, the first game, not the biggest in terms of like like, you know, stakes, I guess, uh, unless you are um, like Bobby and, and, you know, committed to the teams that are, that are playing. But a big game every year in college football is the Red River rivalry, and that doesn't change this year, even though both teams have already lost two games. Um, it's Texas and Oklahoma, and uh, this game is has featured two teams, which um, – I guess depending on where you're standing, you you know probably thought that one or not, if not both of these teams would probably be a little bit better um, at this point. Uh, particularly uh, Oklahoma, Texas, kind of kind of feels like a team on the rise, but has had a couple of unfortunate losses. One being the Alabama loss, obviously, and the other one being at in Lubbock against Texas Tech. So. Either way, Texas and Oklahoma, Texas is a, is a seven-point favorite, um, even though they're the road team. And Oklahoma, uh, as <laughs> as I'm sure Bobby is about to lament, has not looked good at all um, in the last two weeks, two weeks, particularly on defense. So, Bobby, I'll give you the floor. What, how are you feeling right now, and what has happened to your Oklahoma Sooners? Feeling pretty bad, Max. Feeling pretty bad. Um, I, I, I cannot. I was completely catfished by this team. Uh, honestly, <laughs> the first three weeks looked great. Everything was great. You know, offense looked pretty all right. The defense was was humming. Are we? Are, is the audio okay? Josh said the, yeah, the audio good. out of me. Just making sure I'm no, I, all we, right. We we can hear you now. We couldn't hear you before. Yeah. My my little green my green light's showing up on green room, so I I'm just yeah, gonna keep good, talking until okay we're good now all right cool yeah it's been bad um, everything combusted even before Gabriel got hurt that he wasn't looking great he was inaccurate um, the offense wasn't that electric to start uh, defensively things have just completely fallen apart um, missing assignments missing gaps blowing plays TCU had I believe some like six plays over 61 yards on Saturday, uh, completely unacceptable. Um, but you know, frankly, this is a rebuild and it's, uh, we were a little audacious to think that this was going to, uh, be a playoff year. I know I was wrong. Yeah. Are we good now? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, geez. See, this is just a bad week for me across the board. It's brutal, but no, it's, nah, it's been, um, it's been bad. It's been really bad. Uh, probably that, that TCU game might've been one of the worst regular season performances I've ever seen. And uh, entering OU Texas, entering Red River, especially after we've beaten UT, I believe four, five straight games. It's uh, you know, they're, they're going to be out for blood. And I'll put it this way: When you're the worst rushing defense in the Big Twelve, facing Bijan Robinson should make you absolutely horrified, which I am. It's pretty much the same. I think both teams have kind of been um, disappointing. I mean, we all heard like Texas is back, and then and then you know with that how, how they built up Oklahoma. Both teams have been pretty disappointing, um, but I think that you know anything can happen. And like Bobby said, they're on a four game win streak. Um, it is at Texas because you know, so like I it's, think it's I, a neutral site game. Oh, it is a neutral. Yeah, site? they play in. Oh, they, I didn't you know. Yeah, that. they play at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas every year, split fifty fifty. It's it's like, yeah, it's it's oh. it's neutral all the way. Um, 
Oh, perfect. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, I haven't played. Oh they haven't played in Norman or Austin since like 1922. It's it's pretty awesome. Oh, I did. I never. Maybe I. Well, whatever. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be a pretty interesting game. But with both teams being pretty underwhelming, and then Quinn Ewers coming back for like this game is, I don't know how he's going to do. You know, I mean, he's been out since uh, the Alabama game. So, oh, we lost. We'll just keep. We'll just keep rolling. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, but, no, I think I, anything can happen. <laughs> this is one of those games where you th- completely throw out the record book. You completely throw out what's going on because I've seen my fair share of bad Texas teams come in and beat really good OU teams. Uh, Charlie Strong in 2017, uh, or no, 2000, sorry, 2015 against uh, Baker Mayfield's team that made the playoff uh, comes to mind. So. It, it is a game of complete madness. It is the wildest thing ever. It's in the middle of the Texas State Fair, so it's just it, it, an incredible atmosphere, but absolutely nuts. So, um, no, it, it is a game where anything can happen, but also with my with my head, I'm thinking about it, and uh, I'm not feeling pretty – not feeling optimistic. It, I know so there's wait, this I'm conversation bad. about yours versus card, but um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like – I feel like it doesn't really matter. I, I, I know yours is better, but he's a little banged mm-hmm. up. This injury he had is kind of takes a long time to recover from. I think Hudson Card is more than capable of torching this Oklahoma we- uh, defense. Yeah. Um, I, I think anything's going to happen. We'll see. It's a, it's a game that, you know, will be no matter what. Because, I mean, this is the first time both of you have been unranked in how long, I wonder. I believe because- 20. 20- 2016 was the last time they both appeared unranked. Oh, but, but oh, prior no, to that, it was 1998. Sooner. Okay, yeah, so very rare in between there. Yeah, it's 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 rare. We're the only it's the only Big Twelve matchup that does not feature feature a ranked team, uh, and that's a this is a week where Kansas plays. So sorry, the night I got to give respect to the 19th yeah. ranked Kansas Jayhawks here. Uh, got college game day. That very proud of you, Kansas. Good job, little buddies. But, yeah, it's it just it's it's so fun watching teams that you know come out of nowhere and just you know kind of run with it. Oh yeah, but, and, I mean it's it's one of the craziest uh, turnarounds I've ever seen for sure. So I, yeah, I know. absolutely love seeing it, uh, even as a conference mate of Kansas. I guess they've they've done nothing but beat Texas to me, so I I, I love them. Uh, <laughs> right. well, ask ask me again next week when they come to Norman, but. Um, yeah, right. Ultimately, the biggest thing in this, though, Oklahoma-wise, and I know we're still dealing with some technical issues. I'm, I'm sorry, Max, Maxwell's kind of hanging out on the outside, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll move on to some of these other games in a bit. Just last note on Red River for me, um, Dylan Gabriel's health. He is in concussion protocol. Uh, took a really nasty hit against yes, TCU. You know. um, really dirty hit, honestly. And um, his status, I think, if he can't go – um, he looked, he's looked like he's been throwing, he's looked improved. Um, but you really never know if he can't go. OU's uh quarterback room is a, a total just mess right now. They're, 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 they're starting, uh, basically yeah. two through four right now, all taking reps. It's, it's a, it's, it's a mess. So um, yes, anything can happen. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we have a, we have a backup quarterback named general booty. So uh, maybe maybe General <laughs> Booty can be a Red River legend this weekend. I hope he does. I hope he is because that would just be great for the record books to come. Oh, he's he's awesome. <laughs> I obviously well, need to watch more Big Twelve too because I feel like such a flunk not knowing that that Red River was the neutral site. But you know, hey, oh, no, I can okay. admit <laughs> it's um, it's like the you know the you know there it's a regional. I feel like OU Texas is big, but it's like a regional big. Uh, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, I watched the game so many times though, and just never like put two and two together that that's where it was. Nah, it's all good. Know. Totally fair. Totally fair. It's it's truly my. I, I and I know y'all are partial to Ohio State, Michigan, obviously, but to me, it's my favorite college football rivalry by far. Um, it's just yeah. Well, it's always it's just like like you said, like it's got the same intensity as like Michigan, Ohio State. Maybe not as quite as toxic. It's probably more like. <laughs> The southern, you know, rivalry, but you know, there's it's a weird it's it's kind of toxic and it kind of isn't. I don't know. It's uh it it's definitely not as toxic. Ohio State Michigan is next level. And I gotta ask, like <laughs> yeah. Lexi, 
Would you ever want to see a uh, Ohio State Michigan game on a neutral site? What would that look like? Um, I would go to it because there's no way in hell you're going to ever catch me in Columbus on game day. <laughs> so ever. And I mean that, like, I know I've had way too many horror stories. You know, you even drive in Ohio and like troopers are like, yeah, your Michigan stickers are going to get you in trouble. It's like, it's just a known fact that they're just crazy psychos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that, that type of stuff doesn't quite happen with OU Texas. No, it's so terrible. Like even people that live down there don't put, leave the stickers or license plates on their car. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a next level sort of thing. They like that here. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> There's I, levels. No, I, I mean, I remember, I, I remember after that Ohio state game after afterwards, I, you know, all the Ohio state fans would just be like, well, at least you're not Michigan. So so it, we, we, we can take that loss because it wasn't Michigan, which is right. hilarious. But Hey, sorry about that, Yolanda. Oh, sorry. She, she just left. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry, for the lis- <laughs> sorry for the listeners that have been like listening to me, like, talking to me, and then it's like, they, they can't hear me. Can, I, can, can folks on Spotify hear me? If anyone in the comments can like, let me know. So I know I'm not like. Okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. I can hear everyone. Now. Sorry about that, y'all. Like, uh, yeah, Riverside. The internet has never, the connections never acted like this, so we won't have a video portion for this. But anyway, thank God this is recording <laughs> um, on on this. All right, cool. Everyone can hear me now. We're good. Sorry. Um, that was great. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Bobby, Lexi. Bobby's still on mute. Can Bobby? Yeah, I'm here. here. Okay, perfect. Bobby's here. Great. All right, cool. Yeah, great breakdown. I actually didn't know that about, like, the Michigan plates, like, in Ohio. That's That's scary. Oh, it's that terrible. Is <laughs> no, let me tell you, I got a buddy, I got buddies that live in Columbus and their windows and windshields have been bashed in. Wow. I mean, you, you get full beers thrown at you at, at the games and stuff. It's just, it's too scary. It ain't, and that's why the game's always at noon. You can't convince me otherwise because they yeah. will not allow it to be later. See, now that's why I'm kind of glad, like, the Duke UNC rivalry is at least polite. <laughs> like, yeah, well, what happened in our. You, know, you, you don't get you don't get that in Ann Arbor. Like, you know, we'll, you know, like we're not gonna be bashing windshields because you have an Ohio State sticker. You know, it's like yeah. it's just a gross behavior, like, but it's just who they like, are. Like Duke UNC, like first of all, the schools the schools are too academic, so you got a bunch of like southern right. nerds, like they're not gonna like bash your car in for being a UNC or Duke fan. So I'm happy. Keep in mind, Texas is the uh, type of program that gets upset about uh, a hand sign and uh, not even an actual oh, appropriate yeah. one. Just, uh, you know. Horns down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Well, listen, I want to, I mean, you guys touched on it, like Quince, when you were status, like, um, I mean, we'll see how he plays mm-hmm. up in the air. Um, he did well against Alabama in the time that he played, so we'll see if he can, like, you know, keep it going. Do we know about Dylan Gabriel, though? I, I saw, like, I know there was conflicting reports if he's going to play or not. What, what's All his right. status, Bobby? Yeah, Dylan Gabriel's uh, currently in concussion protocol. Um, my buddy Jameson has uh, put out a really good stuff on um, on our, you know, OU blog, the Schooner Pod, and, you know, kind of ranked it out and, Essentially, on Monday, it looked like he was uh, going through step one of that. Um, so it looks like if things go like according to plan, he would be able to clear on Friday and be able to play on Saturday. That's a big if. That's a big if. Um, but um, no, it, it's uh, it's definitely a concussion thing, which obviously, you know, given everything going on with Tua and everything is a touchy subject at the moment. But um, his status still up in the air, hasn't been confirmed yet. They're working on uh, all, uh, basically two through four on the uh, backup quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be nuts. Okay, got it. So, yeah, we, we're going to – that'll be interesting to see kind of what happens moving forward. Um, and then I guess a kind of a fun question that I have for, for both of you, um, over under on eight – wins to end the season for whoever wins this game like do you feel like that's a possibility for either team i mean i maybe over texas and i hate saying that bobby but it's like you know i think if Quinn comes back and and continues on the trajectory that he showed in those few first moments then they, they could probably win some more but 
Um, I'm not so sure about Oklahoma. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, let's see where, where are we at here. Um, I think, I think an eight win season is if we're directly at eight, I don't know. I feel like that, like an eight and four. This this regular season, we're not counting bowl. No, I, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. I would say I I feel more confident in Texas to do that. Uh, just given the remainder of their schedule. Um, I don't know. It's I'll, I'll say, I'll say yes for Texas. Probably not for Oklahoma. Uh, just, just because of the myriad amount of issues on defense with OU. Uh, there's just, in my opinion, way too much to fix in, you know, midseason. It's, I, I'm just, I'm very low on on Oklahoma. But we've seen this team turn around. We've seen Brent Venables turn teams around. Uh, that Clemson team last year, awful, awful to start. But they figured it out, so maybe possible. But in terms of what I'm seeing, nah, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it at all. But Texas, I think with just how the Big 12 is, it's it's a total just total dogfight. Um, so I'll I'll say yes, Texas probably no Oklahoma. So it's so it's over under eight. So or let's do let's say seven and a half over over for Texas seven and a half. Yes. Years? Okay. In the under for Oklahoma, got it. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. I mean that'll be interesting to see this game. Obviously, will tell us a lot, but um, yeah, not not super high stakes, but definitely fun fun game to watch. Let's go ahead and move on to a game that does not happen. That often, surprisingly, I was reading some stats on this game and I didn't realize like how little that these two teams play each other, but they do play each other. They're both ranked. It's Tennessee LSU, uh, SEC matchup, kind of tucked into the noon slot, not really uh, overly hyped this week, but you got the Brian Kelly Tigers, uh, the the my my family <laughs> Tigers um, hosting Tennessee, who is hot right now. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Tennessee's only favored by three, so it, is this a trap? Could this is this a trap game watch for for the Vols? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, next, next week they got you know you know third Saturday in October against Alabama at home. The Stadium Stadium's going to be rocking, but you can't overlook LSU. Um, even though they've been a little bit iffy, as we saw to start the season. They're a team that uh, you know made a massive comeback. They're gritty, uh, top twenty-five team. They made a massive comeback last week against Auburn. So they have the ability to really play well. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think this is definitely a dangerous position, especially in Death Valley, LSU. Very tough place to play. Uh, so we'll definitely test uh, Tennessee's metal. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm actually shocked, too, that they don't play that much because I was, like, thinking that this was definitely a, a normal matchup. But, uh, you know, like, playing at LSU is a gauntlet in itself. So um, this is actually a game I'm really looking forward to. I mean, not that I like Brian Kelly by any means, but, you know, it'd be nice to see Tennessee lose. So it's just one more person out of the way for my team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, these teams haven't played each other since 2017, but LSU has, has won the last five matchups that they played um and which which kind of makes sense because Tennessee's been down bad you know for a while now but um listen I mean Tennessee has a great offense we know um how prolific it is we know Hinton Hooker is definitely you know doing well in the Heisman conversation but LSU's defense is is playing pretty well pretty well too so um we're, we're seeing a lot of like offense versus defense battles um, we've seen a lot so far this year. We, we're going to see a lot this weekend. Um, what do you trust more? And, and I mean, considering what we know about Brian Kelly as well, like what do you trust more, the uh, offense of Tennessee or the defense of LSU? I'd, I'd, I'd say I trust LSU's defense just because Tennessee always seems to fumble upon itself. <laughs> and like this game is at LSU, so – um, I'm definitely going with their defense. Yeah, offense just typically doesn't travel as well as, uh, I, well, one as one as deep for one as defense, but uh, especially you know on the road in a venue like that. Yeah, I uh, I would be concerned offensively. One thing I want to get to uh, speaking of Brian Kelly is, I mean, I feel like Brian Kelly get, I mean, he he deservedly got got roasted all summer because of. All the posturing he did the way, for the LSU recruits, the way he left Notre Dame definitely was not great. 
but you know, it's definitely there's no it's it's hard with recruiting rules and everything like that. Like the way these coaches kind of have to leave some of these programs, like it's not always pretty. But um, I feel like people sort of in that disrespected Brian Kelly as a coach. Uh, but he's got this team in, in the you know ranked already. You know, no one's saying they're going to win the SEC. I think that's going to take time. And quite frankly, that's the standard at LSU. LSU doesn't care about being a ranked team. They care about winning championships. So we're going to see if that comes to fruition. But Brian Kelly kind of being able to turn this team around so quickly, especially considering what they were last year. Um, in your guys' opinion, is Brian Kelly a top five coach? No, I, I'm not. No, no, no. no. I, and my philosophy, I, I will say my coaching philosophy though. Like, I feel like the a place like LSU, like going going four and one against Florida State, Southern. Uh, Mississippi State, New Mexico, and Auburn, a bad Auburn team. It's not, it's not that impressive to me. Um, obviously what he did at Notre Dame, pretty good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet at all. I, I, I think guys like Lance Leipold, who completely turned Kansas around with basically nothing in what, two years? Uh, <laughs> and I believe off of a shortened off season, that is like to me a top five coach in my opinion. So I'm going to say no. I know my philosophy is a little different, but also just I don't I don't know not not a massive Brian Kelly guy. No, well, I'm the complete opposite of anything that supports that guy. Um, but I don't think uh, I mean if he can like it's like you said like continue this and 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 win stuff at LSU too, then I'll consider. But he's just left like so many like a sour taste in everyone's mouth for everywhere he goes, and it's like yes, okay, they can be like a good football coach but like where you draw the line and like where they are as a person so it's just hard for me to even ever call him a top five although I guess I would call Urban a top five but not like in life just in college yeah and, and I don't mean like top five for all time I just mean like in currently like current college football coaches uh, like who's it oh, like current like yeah, um, yeah yeah I don't no god no I mean I guess it just depends it, well I have, to, yeah. I have to stay a little bit longer yeah, I mean, because that, that was going to be my next question. Okay, if, if Brian Kelly isn't a top five current college football coach, who's on your list? Because I'm I'm thinking about it, and like I don't know if I would take too many people, you know, over well, Brian yeah, Kelly I currently. Was not enough, so I'm like, oh, um, I was thinking of all time. You might- I need to keep a list on me because I I'm, I'm trying to I'm struggling to think right now. Honestly, my, I have like five brain cells working after this. Week. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you got Saban, Dabba, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley is like, as as your t- in your top five, you know, you can, we can talk about like Harbaugh and Kirby Smart being, being up there. You can talk about, um, I mean, I put, I put Harbaugh and Kirby Smart above Brian Kelly. And then you got like Saban, um, you know. Because everyone talks about, like, Harbaugh's bowl records and stuff, but Notre Dame hasn't worn shit in the postseason in, like, 30 years, 25 years or something. So, you know, uh, I just – I don't know. I I think that there's definitely – he might be top ten, but that would even kind of be pushing it. I'm trying to think of who I'd have above him, though. Okay. Yeah, we won't won't make you guys (laughs) – <laughs> you're good. You're good. Maybe maybe next show we'll do a top top five top ten list. But no, I mean that's something something to think about. I mean, and we'll again we'll see how the year goes. But um, interesting game for sure. Uh, and this obviously is going to say a lot about um, the trajectory of both teams. But let's move on. We got a, a few more games to talk about, and one of them, uh, the next one is a Pac-12 matchup that um, maybe no at the beginning of the year no one thought would be really. That uh, that interesting, but definitely is now. You got number eleven ranked Utah at number eighteen UCLA. Funny thing, so talk about getting roasted. Everyone's roasting UCLA because no one shows up to their games. They're they're in the Rose Bowl. Like you see all the photos of the empty stands at UCLA all the time. Crazy stat: UCLA is on a six game winning streak <laughs> at home. So despite the fact that no one shows up to their games, apparently they are pretty good at home and they're hosting a Utah team that still has um, a pretty good chance to win the Pac-12. They're predicted to win the the Pac-12 still um, by ESPN's um, simulation, 44% chance. I don't know what the betting odds are, but UTLA is, I mean, Utah is a very balanced team. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, going to UCLA is, is no, no walk in the park apparently. Um, because, you know, again, they're on a 16 winning streak. So, uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, just give me you guys' takes on, on yeah. this game. Is, is this a possible conference championship preview? Could this be the, the Pac-12 championship? Possibly. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys are this way, but I'm like this where I have to have a fan on no matter if it's hot or cold. I just need that white noise or else it bu- bugs me. I kind of think that's what's going on with the visitors at uh, the Rose Bowl. Absolutely. I think they get bugged by how quiet it is. That throws them off. That's my theory. But anyways, I'll say this. I, I, I think UCLA has turned it around, you know, um, <laughs> what Chip Kelly's done has been really impressive. I feel like for, you know, the clear second banana team in Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't, if y'all follow my, uh, you know, daily picks, I faded, I, I faded UCLA here. Totally bonehead move. Cause you know, Washington looked awful, but I don't know. At, at, at the same time, I, I feel like there are a couple programs in the, in the PAC 12, that are just kind of a cut above them. Uh, I think I think uh, Utah's there. I think maybe in Oregon, and then um, obviously USC is uh, is much improved this season. So, do I have them in my in my? I don't have them in my championship, but I think they're a good team that can really trip people up. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson looks absolutely insane. Uh, incredibly uh, good quarterback. It also might be his like I don't know eighth year of eligibility. I, I don't know how he is still here. I'm pretty sure I saw that man play in Norman in like 2018 against Kyler Murray. I, I'm not sure though, but he, he just, uh, he, he has been at UCLA forever. So obviously a good seasoned quarterback. Yeah, um, definitely. I was going to say, I think USC Oregon would want a word and thinking if this is the conference championship, but UCLA, like, that doesn't surprise me because they're a basketball school. So it's like the football, like, fans do not show up, which I feel like might play a role in whenever, like, Michigan goes out west because there's a huge fan base out there. But we'll see. Um, But I think Chip Kelly's done a great job. I think he does deserve more credit, like, I know, um, from where he's kind of taken this program. And they just seem really focused, and they're playing some good football right now. So it's kind of cool to see a team that isn't normally, you know, ranked like this doing well again yeah i mean it's pretty cool i mean ucla giving the fans something to look forward to in football and basketball um a lot like my tar heels uh it's nice to have two like two you know pretty good like uh you know basketball and football teams michigan as well you know always kind of both in the conversation in both sports so yeah i mean it's this is pretty cool but yeah in terms of the in this game i think chip kelly is doing a nice job there um you know i i watched the interview with him um and greg McElroy earlier i think it sounds like um they're sort of focusing on um you know, getting getting some good guys, or they've been able to get some good guys in the transfer, transfer portal, and they're focusing on, you know, building, you know, taking each week one at a time and really focusing on, um, you know, building building something great there. So it'll be interesting to see. Chip Kelly probably deserves a little bit more credit for, for you know, turning a program like that around because, you know, UCLA has had some good years, but, I mean, um, you know, if they win this game and they keep climbing, I mean, that's going to be crazy um, as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is this definitely um, has a lot going for you. Utah, Utah is only favored by four and a half. Um, so I feel like that's got another trap game element. Possibly Utah could be looking ahead, um, you know, to, to other games on their schedule. Um, but you, I'll give Utah credit real quick. They're they're also a really balanced team. They're number one in the Pac-12 in points per game and points allowed per game, so they're doing it on offense and defense. But UCLA is balanced too, so um, I don't know. I'm probably staying away from this from a betting perspective. But uh, do you guys have any? Do you, are you guys have any strong like opinions either way in terms of who wins the game? I absolutely love Utah here. I. And, I, and that's no disrespect to UCLA. I think they're a good program. I think they're going to make it a good game. I just think what Utah does um, on the line of scrimmage, 
is just really, really, really good. I think I think this football team obviously has bounced back really well against uh, <laughs> after that Florida loss. They completely demolished a pretty good Oregon State team, uh, forty-two to sixteen last week. An Oregon State team that pushed uh, Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans to the brink. So I, I, I see them I see them going in to the Rose Bowl, getting a solid win uh, and covering that spread. I do. I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, but I think it'll be a comfortable win for the Utah Utes. Yeah, I'm not really strong either way in this. Like you said, it's kind of something I stay away from and like predicting anything and me taking another L on anything that I'm predicting. <laughs> yeah, we we like we like staying away. That's why we have a, like one lock of the week and not like picking our betting every game because it allows us to have some like some room for I mean man you see now I perform on Fridays on the daily picks it's bad it's tough when you have to go every go every time oh it's man Bobby if if, I I feel for you man like it's definitely tough to do those daily picks but you're you're heading towards bicycle Bobby (laughs) territory bus pass Bob (laughs) oh but nah um all right let's let's move on to our last uh college game on the slate and that is uh, a Big Ten matchup for you, Lexi. It's Ohio State at Michigan. Now, there are some other pretty good games this week. There's TCU, Kansas. Um, there's a couple others I could have picked. Um, A&M, Alabama comes to mind. But we haven't really talked that much about um, the Big Ten on the show t- uh, as of late. And then Ohio State is definitely had a – Great year so far, but hasn't really play, played too many tough opponents at all. A lot of cupcakes. And Michigan State is down bad for sure this year. So um, I want to talk about both aspects, but um, I, I think Ohio State um, is on trap alert or almost upset alert because I don't think Michigan State can win this game. But I think this might be a little bit closer than you think. But I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, Lexi, I want to get your perspective first on this. Why is Michigan State so down bad this year? Um, they don't have Kenneth Walker the third anymore. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I knew that he had an impact um, because he had five touchdowns alone against uh, my my team last year, but it just really showed. Now the offense, you know, has had its moments, but the defense sucked last year, and that just came out they didn't do anything to change it and you know their coordinator just seems lost I don't know how um much longer he'll be staying or if they're going to maybe shuffle I don't know what they're going to do but they just didn't rebuild this defense at all the secondary was weak last year and it's even weaker this year so um I know Mel's starting to bring in his own guys but I think relying on this portal has kind of bit him in the behind a little bit because it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of chemistry there on the defense yeah, it's uh, it's bad up in uh, East Lansing. It's I and, and bafflingly so. I didn't think they would be this bad. I don't think this drop off. I did not think this drop off would happen this bad Maybe. without Kenneth Walker. But it's just so clear that offensively, it's just it, it's just not working out at all, at all. Um, so I, I mean, I mean, Luxie, you know why they're. Uh, obviously a, a mess more than I would beyond Kenneth Walker. But I mean, I didn't think at Washington, Minnesota and Maryland being as bad as it is. losing to Minnesota 34 to seven at home. That is unacceptable for a team with the uh, expectations that they had. It's, it's baffling. I, I uh, think Ohio state is going to absolutely demolish this team. Um, whether or not they cover that 23 and a half, that's a little lofty, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say here, too, like, if you're talking about any kind of trap game vibes, it's like, that would be like Michigan State playing Michigan, because, like, Michigan State's going to give Michigan their best game every year. Um, this, especially being at, at um, oh, uh, no, this is at Michigan State? Yeah, this okay. is at Spartan Stadium. Yeah, no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I would say, I would say that maybe there's a sliver of a shot if everything went their way and Stroud just totally sucked for whatever reason and couldn't capitalize on that terrible secondary. Um, But 
yeah, I don't think this has any kind of trap game vibes. They're just not good. And um, Ohio State's just so far advanced. And you saw last year, I mean, Kenneth wasn't in that game and you saw the real team and they were like down, what, 56 to nothing at halftime or something or 42. I forget what it was, but something ridiculous. Um, yeah, I just think that <clears throat> uh, State's going to get spanked here pretty bad and it's going to be not a good look. Yeah, I mean, just a tough place to be. I mean, you just gave Mel Tucker a big contract. Now, this isn't the end, the end of the world. You still have some time to figure it out um, if you're the if you're the Spartans. But I mean, and I mean, long term, not this year, because obviously this year is is you know throw, throw, burn the tape and get ready for you know next year and, and recruit better maybe. But um, absolutely, like disappointing series of events, and now you have you know this game. Um, and you know, you have to look at, look at yourself in the mirror for the rest of the season. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, you're a bowl team, which I don't think they're down that bad. I think they'll be able to win six games, but, um, yeah, this is, this might be a bloodbath, but I also, um, still kind of have seen Ohio state, um, you know, looks, looks shaky in certain situations, uh, but this year, you know, give them credit. They've been dominant outside of the Notre Dame um, game in the beginning. And we know, um, you know, from a defense, a defense perspective, you know, Notre Dame is still, you know, with Mar- under Marcus Freeman, still able to to be pretty good on that side of the ball. I don't think Michigan State um, has that, but I still have the inkling that uh, this could be close. Maybe not a full – Maybe not a full trap like Michigan State wins, but um, again, we'll maybe I'll touch on it later. But um, that that twenty seven, that twenty six and a half, twenty seven, whatever it is, um, I don't know. That's a big number for me. I, I can see the Spartans covering that. Yeah. Well, speaking of like being ball eligible, I'm telling you, I think they'll be lucky if they win because what they have had two wins right now. And they'll probably beat Wisconsin at home, but Illinois away, that's going to be a good game. Illinois is playing great, and, you know, Indiana stinks and they play at home. But other than that, like Michigan, even Rutgers, Penn State, like they'll be lucky. They, I think that if the very ceiling would be a bowl eligible at six wins. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. That'll be sad. If if, if we'll, we'll have to, like, have Carter on uh, for that, like, fifth game if it's, like – <laughs> if they're like right on the fringes, like, like that'll be that'll be funny. Well, they better um, they better wrap it up with uh, Rutgers and Indiana because they they finish at Beaver Stadium at Penn State. Penn yeah, State. yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Well, and I'm not guaranteeing no win either with Michigan because, like I said, they give us their best game every time. So it doesn't matter how terrible they are, I'm never gonna feel comfortable about playing them. <laughs> there's always there's always a chance. There's trouble with the snap. Especially at Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm way cockier than I should be from a two-loss Oklahoma perspective. Right in two games. Oh my god! Right? No, it's okay. I let that one slide because your team is. Oh yeah, catfish. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I've absolutely been catfished by Oklahoma, but at least I can make fun of everybody else. You're right. Hey, everyone's on the chopping block. To oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to make fun of them too. They're garbage. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's great because I really didn't think that they'd be this bad, and it was just so much worse than what I thought. So it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> but I'll say it's, it's it's more fun to beat them when they're good, and obviously that's in any rivalry, at least you can say. But I don't care. A win is a win. I need Harbaugh to beat Mel Tucker, so that can't be like a leg they have up on us. Yeah, for sure. You guys, you guys need that one. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's move on to the pros. We got two games to talk about before we wrap up the show. Um, and that's the cow- first one's going to be Cowboys at Rams. Um, you know, again, tough to find a really good game in the NFL, but this one should be good. Although this might be like aesthetically pretty bad because both of these teams are more well. Not I. I should say this: the Rams' offense is looks really bad. And the, and the Cowboys defense is playing really well. So um, offensively, um, the Cowboys look like they have everything together, even without Dak. The Rams, on the other hand, are trying to find their rhythm. 
um, right now, and um, the Cowboys are playing good defense. So, um, but let's talk about the Rams, like in their offense. Like, what do they need to fix? Um, I've, I'll for one say that I was never really a big Allen Robinson fan, so like I didn't think it would be this bad, but I also didn't understand like the hype around him. But the Rams have a lot more to fix other than Allen Robinson. Their offensive line's bad. They have a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, Lacey, go ahead. I mean, I think just just getting back, you know, healthy because I know, um, you know, Van Jefferson. Um, you know, put an injury reserve and then he's like, you don't have Odell right now. So I think it's like, that's just what's lacking is just, um, you know, not being healthy on that aspect. Uh, but you know, Stafford is Stafford too. Cause there's so many times where I still watch him and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's like, why did you even do that? Or like, he just makes some of the most bonehead decisions. And you're like, well, sometimes you'll play like, you know, you're the best in the league. And sometimes I question so many things. So it's just inconsistency, but you know, you need to get healthy again. Yeah, it's uh wolf, just brutal, brutal game. I think it's, it's going to be a bit of a defensive mess, but you know, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about how I feel about the Rams offense. It's just, it's 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 bad. Uh, both of these offenses are just are just bad. Yeah, I'll say the Cowboys definitely like um looked a lot more in sync than than the Rams. The, for the Rams it just looks like it's hard. Like um they don't really they can't really run the ball that well again. Um offensive line has been an issue for them. Uh they're not they don't really have a vertical threat. And a lot of people are saying OBJ, OBJ, which I completely understand. Like, um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think they have to figure something out, possibly before that. And there's no guarantee that he's he'll be on the team um, because you know the Rams can re-sign him and start the process now. But right now he's te- he's technically a free agent and he can go wherever he wants. So um, the the Rams have to consider that as well. So um, I don't know Stafford. I I heard the stat today. I haven't got a chance to look it up. You can let me know if I'm wrong. Um, but I I believe he's leading the league in interceptions again, um, which you know he got away with last year, obviously. But this year, maybe uh, you know has to pick the ball a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not going to get any easier because the Rams' schedule is tough. So um, that's something to look out for. Um, but let's talk about the Cowboys a bit. I mean, they look pretty good. With Cooper Rush, um, we know that even though Jerry is sort of, you know, toying with the media a bit and talking about the QB controversy thing, we know this is Dak's job when he gets back, um, but we don't know exactly when that could be. He's still um, banged up. So are you guys surprised that the Cowboys have looked um, pretty much the same um, with, with Cooper Rush? A little bit. I thought there'd be a drop-off for sure, but, you know, Cooper Rush, I feel like he is just a, a really a consummate backup. You know, he goes in, gets the job done, you know, doesn't try to do too much. And, you know, I mean, the Cowboys are talented enough where that's all they kind of need to do, uh, especially against the competition they played so far, you know, uh, with the commanders being not great. Um, I, I will say, I, I think, uh, I think he's been pretty good. So uh, would I say surprised? Yeah, a little bit, but I feel like um feel like I feel like not that surprised. Like a medium amount of surprise. I don't know why that was so funny. <clears throat> Anyways, um yeah, I agree. I was I was I was pretty shocked. Like I thought, you know, Dak dropping off, they'd probably lose a couple games, I could laugh about it. But nope, it's like currently Cooper Rush season, so uh, he's done great. And like, you know, I see Josh in, in the comments, like, yeah, I think he's definitely uh, making a name for himself to possibly go and be a starter somewhere next year. Um, he's done a great job. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys are good, which I hate saying, but, um, you know, he's, he's really shown out. So good for him. Mick Swag says Cooper's going to steal the bag from Chicago. Seattle next year. Um, I don't think so, McSwag, but this is, I mean, he's going to be somebody's, like, 
he's he's gonna be somewhere. Like, um, I think. I mean, yeah, actually, they could, McSwag might be right. Future um, Carolina Pan- Panther Cooper Rush. Well, well, here's the thing though, because there's teams. The Panthers are gonna be bad enough to get like you know Stroud, Young, Levis, whatever. Uh, you know, fill, fill in the blank. Seattle is playing so well right now that they're probably going to play themselves out of one of those guys unless Gino just implodes. But the next year, like, you're not going to sign Gino to, like, some crazy deal. So, you know, maybe, you know, you you be realistic and you bring Cooper Rush in. For Chicago, it's, you know, I think they're going to stick with Fields. But, um, yeah, jo- I think Josh is probably right. They're going to over overpay him. Somebody's going to overpay him for sure next year. Um, but hell, like if Matt Rule is still employed next year, it might be the Panthers. So I better not joke about that. Anyway, good old, uh, good old Andy <laughs> Dalton signing, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. The Saints. There you go. The Saints might do it. They like backups <laughs> too. Um, all right. Last but not least, on Cowboys Rams, which teams got the higher ceiling uh, this year? Is it the Cowboys or the Rams? I. I don't know. I like Dallas, honestly. I, I feel like what they've done, given the amount of uh, you know adversity they've had early, I I feel like they, I feel like they've been playing pretty dang good, given everything that's happened to them. So I think they're, I think they can do even better, uh, especially if Dak can get back and be healthy. Um, so I, I don't. That's a TBD because I, I I think Dak is definitely better than Cooper Rush. How much better will? We'll have to see it, especially given how much time he has to come back. I just, I'm not super big on the Rams this year. I feel like they just look like a Super Bowl hungover type of team. Um, so Dallas, but not by much. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, ironically, I know um, the Cowboys, just because of their defense, um, they're playing like lights out right now. Like Micah Parsons is a beast. So <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, as long as this offense can keep doing what it's doing and, and you know, bring Dak back in and have a smooth transition, uh, I think that the Cowboys will have a higher ceiling because I just – Rams just stink, and that's just kind of really all around. But So this is a hot take because the 49ers just beat them, but I still think the Rams because – I still think I still think the Rams because in their division, um, you're still going to have some leeway. Um, the Cardinals are down. They're not, they're not down bad, but I can't trust the Cardinals. And um, San Francisco, again, just saw them win the game um, a couple of days ago. But I still think, you know, you're limited with Jimmy G. So at the end of the day, you know, it's all about winning your division and then going from there. I think the Eagles are just better than Dallas right now. So in my opinion, like, if we're talking about, Two teams, both of them make the wild card. Yeah, Dallas probably looks better. Probably, you know, we'll see what happens when Dak gets back. But I still think the Rams have a chance to win their division. And Dallas has a chance to win the division, but the Eagles just look so much better right now. I don't see it happening. So give me the Rams for the higher ceiling over the Cowboys because of that uh, fact. Um, But um, both teams are going to face off. This Sunday, the Rams are favored by four and a half in the in the game. Um, although they're probably going to be more Cowboys fans at SoFi than Rams fans, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Rams a quote unquote air quotes home favorite um, against the Cowboys. We'll see how that goes. Um, all right, last but not least on our NFL slate, Bengals at Ravens. That's the, the Sunday nighter. Both teams are two and two. Not exactly dominating the AFC North, but, you know, better than the Brissett Browns and the now Kenny Pickett uh, Steelers right now. Um, the Ravens have not won a home game um, since last – well, they've lost, the last, they've lost the last five games at home. Um, so they host the Bengals, um, having trouble at home, having trouble winning some of these close games. Um, the coach does, officially does not trust the defense. And so my first question is, uh, before we talk about the game, which team do you trust more to win the division? Bengals or uh, Ravens? Uh, 
Um, I'll get this started. I know the Ravens have been, you know, choppy, but they've played well. Um, especially, it, it, I feel like the record's a bit of an anomaly given the just looking at the time that they've been leading in games. It's 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 almost insane that they have not uh, that they do not have a better record. I think Baltimore gets it figured out and uh, wins that division. Honestly, um, obviously the Bengals are, are, are a very solid team. Joe Burrow, pretty dang good. But I don't know. I, I'm liking the Ravens a little bit more this year to win that division. Yeah, I mean, uh, I ultimately trust like the Rams and Harbaugh more uh, just because of the consistency they've had in the division. Um, but you know. Bengals had like I said had a rough start and stuff, so who knows what will happen. But I just think I I also just trust the Ravens to win this because it's at home too. Wait, we we were talking about Bengals Ravens. I'm so sorry. Just double checking. Yeah, Bengals Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I was I was just making sure I didn't get lost on the uh, outline. Cool. We're good. No. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Bengals Ravens. Um, Ravens again have not won a home game in the last five. Um, and yeah, the Bengals were kind of looking a little shaky, kind of looking a little Super Bowl hangover-ish. Um, but, you know, playing a little bit better. Um, the Ravens just kind of seem to be getting in their own way a little bit in some of these games. Um, and so, I mean, I kind of asked that about the division. Let's extend it one, let's extend it one level further. Um, which team do you trust more in the playoffs? And that's a long ways away, so it's kind of early to ask this question, but I, I, I'm curious about that, based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I'd probably honestly stick with the Ravens. Um, I mean, I know the success that Bengals had last year and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I got to see more consistency like this season from them, um, where I feel like the Ravens might get in their own way, but they've been pretty good about kind of getting things back together and at least, uh, you know, going to the playoffs and, and whatnot, so. Yeah, I know the Ravens have been a little bit, uh, this is probably not the nicest way to put it, a little choky, a little inconsistent in the playoffs. But at the same time, I, I just feel like, I don't know, better teams find a way to get it done. And the Bengals, you know, solid team. But uh, that Super Bowl hangover, I believe, is a real, real deal. And if I had to pick one, if I had to, if I had to bet my life on it, I, I'd go with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to get their defense figured out. I think Lamar is definitely a more dy- dynamic quarterback than Burrow for sure. But, I mean, for me, like, like I don't know. Like, it's hard to go. It's hard to say right now um, because the Ravens have to figure, figure it out. Um, Lamar's improved as a playoff quarterback over the years. But, you know, obviously – you know, the Bengals have gone, just went all the way. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Definitely something we'll revisit later on in the season. But um, the Ravens are our favorite by three in this game. Um, we'll see if they can break their home losing streak. Um, who, do you, who do you guys like more in this game? I know, like I said, I think you said the Ravens already. Yeah. So Bobby, yeah. I'll take I'll take Baltimore as well. I know my dog's freaking out. I don't know if she disagrees with me or not. But, uh, no, I, I like the Ravens in this one. I think they finally get over the hump. Uh I, I, I know it's been tough, especially at home for them, but I, I feel like they're playing too well to not screw it up again. So give me Baltimore here. All right. Um, cool. Well, let's get to – that's all the games. Let's get to lock of the week. Um, let's, so far, uh, we are all down bad. Um, I'm at one and two. Bobby's at one and two. Lex is at 0 and four. Um if, for those of you confused by those numbers, uh, Lexi took two locks oh at the same time <laughs> um, in week one. Uh, so she lost twice. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, we're those are the standings so far. I was the only winner last week. We had, um, I, I said my lock was Clemson minus six and a half. Clemson covered that, obviously, with the big win over NC State. Um, Bobby had Baylor. Um, Baylor, Baylor minus two and a half over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State obviously won that game. And then um, Lexi had Arkansas plus 17 and a half, which 
I would have also taken if Lexi hadn't done it before me, but um, that was obviously an L. Um, although there were a couple of close calls, so um, Lexi took 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 uh, the L for me, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, but um, I guess since I'm the, I was the winner last week, I'll go and give my lock first, um, and then I'll let you guys go. I'm taking Michigan State plus 26 and a half against Ohio State. Uh, again, I think that when you have a rivalry game like this and Michigan State's at home, Ohio State's looked really dominant against some really, really crappy teams. I think if you look at the last two years, um, outside of the huge win they got at home against Michigan State last year, I think Ohio State has sort of had the tendency to play down to their competition a little bit. Um, we kind of saw that against Notre Dame where that game was probably a little bit closer than all the other games have been. So for me, I think 27, 26 and a half, whatever the number is, it's just way too much for me in a game like this. Michigan State is, their offense is anemic, but, um, you know, a prideful program, a team that's still, um, you know, Mel Tucker, I think is going to get his guys up for this game. And they're not they're gonna they're gonna lose for sure, but they're not gonna let Ohio State walk all over them this time, especially after what happened last year and especially the way the season has gone so far. I think Michigan State covers the twenty six and a half spread. That's my lock of the week. I think that's fair. It's a Oh yeah, and one more yeah. one more tidbit, sorry for the for for those because I, I, I did my research on this big time, so I wanna show off like <laughs> all all of the big brain like computer science research I did on this game. Um, Michigan is also 4-1 against the spread this year. So that was another reason. I This is my lock. Um, Michigan State, 4-1 against the spread. I think their their streak continues. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting Michigan State to cover. Go ahead, Bobby. My bad. Oh, no worries at all. No, Got to give the people what they need. I love it. Um, so I'm going to roll with Utah minus 4.5. I feel like everyone's been pretty low on Utah this season after that um, that opening week loss at Florida. But since then, they've been pretty consistent. Uh, past couple weeks, covered pretty easily against Oregon State and uh, against, um, I believe, Arizona State as well. Both cleared those lines easy. I think four and a half on the road in a less than intimidating environment uh, for a team I think is uh, the best in the Pac-12. I think they get that done and uh, cover four and a half. Um, easy one score situation. I like it. Sorry, I started talking and realized I was muted. Um, I'm going to actually take the over in the Ohio State, Michigan State at 64. Um, I think Ohio State's going to go off this year. I think Stroud's going to have a field day. Um, I think that State will probably put up some points, maybe in some garbage time. Um, but, yeah, this definitely goes over 64. Okay, taking the over. That's actually a pretty good lock. Um, I probably should look at over-unders more for my locks because that's actually a really smart, like, thing to look at for sure. Um Nice. We like it. All right. So I got Michigan uh, plus tw- 26 and a half. Bobby's got Utah minus four and a half. Um, and Lexi's got Ohio State, Michigan over 64 for their game. Um, three good locks. We'll see what happens this week. Hopefully we all get dubs. Um, <laughs> and hopefully Bobby, we're going to give some good vibes to Bobby for his uh, for his uh, picks, his picks. Yeah, honestly, filling the blank there with uh, what I need good vibes for across the board. It's it's tough out here. <laughs> Sounding good vibes. Appreciate there it. we go. There we go. All right, but cool. Well, um, that's the show. Appreciate everyone for listening. Sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll get it um, fixed. Hopefully, hopefully next week. Um, appreciate everyone listening to listen to live on Spotify. It's great that we have this platform so we could, for things, when technology does not work, we have a backup. Um, Not that you guys are the backup, but we do (laughs) like to have two things running at the same time. But um, appreciate you guys.
<laughs> appreciate you guys though. listening. Good luck to everybody <laughs> and whoever team you support uh, in their games this weekend. And uh, we'll be right back here next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, for more football talk. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you then. Peace. Bye, y'all.